Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Spotify Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening, uh, afternoon, whatever it was. It was a, uh, well, another loss for our fly guys, five to one. They uh, can't score, which is, you know, basically what we expected. Is this the beginning of them being more the team we thought they were? I bet a lot of people hope it is. I bet there's a lot of people saying, oh, this is a... this is good. I was hoping for some more entertaining hockey this year. I got a little wrapped up in the idea of potential playoff push with a first year coach and everything that said, we know what this team is and it is probably best in the long run to lose games. Uh, Let's just get it started. Let's, let's bring Kelly Hinkle aboard. Hinkle, what's up? Howdy, William. How are you this, uh, this fine afternoon? Great. I did in fact watch, that hockey game because I was on the tweets for the site. So I had to pay attention. Uh, yeah. I had it on, but we're also doing Christmas decorations today. So, you know, Ooh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, so the thing is that the thing that's weird about this game is that maybe like two thirds of the way through, I was thinking to myself, you know, the flyers don't look too bad in this one. Like they were kind of, Hanging with the stars, the top line looked crazy good, like just really, really good. Um, Sandstrom looked, I think, better than he has um, in the rest of his back-to-back starts that are a total screw job for him. Um, but they, you know, it kind of got away from them on special teams. But all in all, not a not an absolute disaster of a hockey game. It's yeah, and that's like. The 5-1 score, and that's the last couple nights I was at the game yesterday. Uh, I didn't think the Flyers looked bad, but it's starting to show itself. It showed itself in the Columbus game as well. They're just uh, they're just missing those pieces, those, those players you need who can just take over the game, put in a goal when you need it most, and we knew that all along. Yeah, this was a game where everyone really looked like they were trying to win the game, and they're just not that good. Yeah, and that's – if this is the way it plays out, if they're just going to lose a lot of games uh, because they can't score, that's what we expected. As long as certain guys continue to look good, uh, like I've used Owen Tippett, Noah Cates, and Wade Allison, and now Allison's hurt, of course, uh, as the – kind of the – the measuring stick for the season. If we come away with three guys who are going to play a part in the future mm-hmm. and the season's just bad, that's fine. I thought maybe they'd be a little better, but it seems to be evening, evening out now. Tippett, I think today played his best game of the season. He was everywhere. That's uh, he had some mistakes against Columbus, a lot, some bad turnovers and stuff, but for the most part, I think he's been coming along pretty well. Yeah, I'm I'm very pleased to see that he looks better than he did last season. And also, um, Travis Konechny is having a hell of a season, which you love to see. It, you do. Uh, whether he ends up being maybe a veteran you hang on to, he's a guy who's here for a while, or a player you look to trade because he can get you a big return even with some years left on his contract. It's awesome that he's producing, uh, regardless of what your what you think his role is going to be here in the future. 
you need him to look good. He's the one guy who you could either keep or trade. It, it helps you either way. Absolutely. And like you said, if we're going to have to watch losses, which we're probably, you know, as the, the PDO kind of evens out and Carter Hart comes down to earth, like we're going to see a lot of losses. But if we can get a little bit of fun, like what we saw out of the top line today, I'll take it. Better. Than- yeah, and we got some fights yesterday. So if we can just get that going, you know, I really got to say Zach McEwen has to pick up his fight game. Uh, if we're going to get to 80... 80- if we're going to get to 82 and 82, he's really got to he's really got to get it going. He's really slacking and he's doing a little too much trying to play hockey. Like, yeah. but we all know what you are. Like let's just let's just do what you're supposed to do. All right. Uh you want to hang out for some calls? Sure. Let's see who's available. Uh let's go to Patrick Reed Miller. He's the only one on hold right now. So let's go to Patrick. What's up, Patrick? I'm the only one. Wow. Hi guys. What's up? Um Yeah, that that we're what is it? We're at a three-game losing streak now, I think. Yep, that's three in a row. Um, you know, Columbus, not a great team, but they have a star, which the Flyers don't. Yesterday, Ottawa, I think they yeah. have more talent. They're not like a complete team, but they have talent. And today, Dallas is just really good. And especially, like Jake Ottinger is awesome. So it was kind of a oh, scheduled yeah. loss in this one. Before I talk about today, I want to talk about yesterday because uh, – that video was hurt the heartstrings a little bit, Bill. And then um, the uh, the press conference after, which were, they were asking all kinds of questions, and I'm just like, man, he really seemed like he didn't want to go. And then after all, I I got mad again at Chuck Fletcher because I'm like, man, it, it it it's gonna dust up some old wounds, so to speak, watching Claude Giroux uh, on the sins and stuff. And oh, but I'll, yeah. like, I hate the Senators and everything, and. If Giroux got to play his whole career here, that'd be fine. I will say, I think it was time. You know, like, oh, I, I went know. because I wanted to go see him, and like I do wish he got to play every game of his career here. But it was over. They refused to build around him for a decade, and so what's the point now? You know, like now that he's, what, 34, 35, we're going to start building around him now? <laughs> he's not that guy anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just funny, though, because now, let's see, within a week – Guys, we've wanted have put up points against us, and now Drew is going to put up points. And now, let's see, Tuesday we get to play Johnny Gaudreau again, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> I I agree. I'm right there with you, Patrick. <laughs> and I wish we had all those dudes. Like I wish Debrinket and Patrick Line and all and Voracek and all them were here too, along with uh, Johnny and and Drew. But they wanted to go in a different direction. They seem to want this uh, another rebuild on the fly, which is. Well, maybe it works this time because they don't have Drew and Voracek, so they're actually just bad again. Uh, but I don't – they don't have a plan, and we know that. Of course. And then this game, it's, it's just special teams killer killed us. It was it was really something. That shorthanded goal made me laugh, and I was just like, wait, that was our first one? I could have sworn we let up a shorty earlier than that, but hey. <laughs> There's just so many over the last few years that they all, you know, they run together. Am I nuts or didn't the, I mean, the penalty kill has been dreadful the past few games, but early in the season, it didn't look that bad, right? I don't think so. I'm imagining that. I don't think it was just because teams hadn't been practicing it to this, to that point. I I mean, I'm sure it didn't take anyone long to figure out how to beat it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, um, like, just attack. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, there's things to be excited about, but I think, Bill, we're starting to see the wheels fall off now. So who knows if they turn it around Tuesday? They might, they might not, but I'm I'm expecting a longer losing streak now at this point. It seems it seems kind of inevitable, right? Yeah, I, I'm kind of. I was hopeful that okay, maybe if they're maybe they could just be that scrappy team that rides a PDO wave. But if it starts to even out a little bit, they're not going to win very many games. Yeah, I guess I'll end on this. Uh, but uh, it's nice to have uh, that uh, Hayes connect me and tip it line look good. But it's just like it's it's I feel like it's going to come back to haunt Kevin Hayes because like he's 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 going to hold it down. But like as you said, without Katori, it's just just it's going to be tough, man. Yeah, they just yeah. don't have a top line. Yeah, they don't have... Like as uh, always, Bill. Yeah, all right, take it easy, Patrick. Yeah, this team, we know what the issue... Like, they don't have... I mean, maybe they have one guy in Konechny, but probably no guys who are actual top-line NHL players, you know? And that's just that's just the way it is. Let's go to Warren Brody. What's up, Warren? Uh, good afternoon. Uh, yeah, one thing I noticed today, uh, we spent an awful lot of money on a on a defense that can't seem to cover people in front of the net. I was a little disappointed. You know, they had like four tipping goals today. Well, you don't, I mean, Risto's so big and hard to play against. You don't think he's good in front of the net? (laughs) Well, they also, I think they were using TDA to kill penalties, which I don't understand either, but I I guess just someone who can get the puck. Yeah, it's not a lot of short. Yeah, but one of the things I'm noticing is he's not really playing the younger players now. I mean, now Tippett has been good, and I agree. I think he's shown a lot. He looks like he can be a future middle six winger, and that's great. And Konechny seems a lot better than last year. I'm a little disappointed. You know, they're not really not developing a young defenseman. Uh, we're not uh, – really, uh, Noah Cates is kind of – been an okay guy, but he's nothing to get excited about. I, I was pointing this year we'd see some younger players kind of get us a little excited. I mean, I'm really not that excited watching. You were talking about uh, McEwen. Seems like the coach loves McEwen. He's been so getting a lot of time. He gets a lot of ice time. I mean, yeah. it seems to me we should have younger players getting more ice time, but that's I, that's what I thought this year was, not to figure out which veterans were me- or because we already know the veterans on this team. Either they're okay or they're mediocre. You bring up so, a good point, Warren, because I am um, sorry. I, I, during, I was at the Suns game yesterday, too, uh, with my friend, other Bill, and I turned to him at one point and I said, I think it was when Nick Sealer did something stupid. <laughs> I said to him, I was like, when are we bringing York back up? Like, hasn't the punishment gone on enough? Like, what are we waiting for there? Because I would much rather see York on that third pair than Nick Sealer. And I'm not sure why they haven't brought him up. Because from what I've seen, I believe he's doing pretty good. You know, I mean, I don't think the team's going to play any better or worse if if the third pair is Cam York and Ronnie Adder, to be honest with you. I mean, I mean I've seen enough of Braun off and on over the last three years. How many times have we signed him? Three times in the last three years. I mean, you know, at some point, it's getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, Braun's just in there to kind of be a steadying veteran presence because they don't they don't have anyone who's like a good, solid defensive defenseman. Well, but he's I a think steadying if this season, veteran. 
He's yeah. a steady veteran defenseman for Nick Sealer. That's or, I mean, or, the Nick Sealer thing is, Sealer is thing foolish. Is ridiculous. Like, I don't. I don't yeah. And like they start out the year, they're winning games and the coach and, you know, the front office, they're not going to want to mix up the lineup when they're winning. If this continues what we're seeing now, I think we start to see Cam York and a lot of uh, a lot more of the players we want to see. Like Tippett did play almost 21 minutes tonight. Uh, Kate's got almost 18 uh yeah frost got close to 13 i think allison bellows got close to 13 so they did play yeah. some of the young guys yeah and allison yeah, a, didn't get a time before he got hurt yeah yeah they, but he and frost are off and on with the ice time but you know frost and i like morgan frost but for once i'd like to see him come out and really uh show something he's just sort of blending in again and I I thought that was Cam York's issue. It's it's you know it seems to me Morgan Frost is more of an issue because he's not he's not really showing his talent out there. Uh, it's not really yeah, noticeable. And it's just, no, it's and that's we heard a lot of that last year with Cam York. Like they wanted to send him back down at one point because hey, we need you to be like a playmaker, and you're just kind of blending in. We need you to be aggressive again. And we see a lot of that with with Morgan Frost. I think he's just a guy out there. Yeah, I gotta think they're looking to move him. It just that it, he's he's not making it here. It doesn't seem like it's working out. I I think Charlie pointed this out. I can't remember if it was in real life or it was on the show. But it would be kind of nice if they could afford to give Morgan Frost some time at wing. Like yeah, they just have no centers to begin with. Like, right, they have centers. So, <laughs> well, we can move Faraby back to center. That didn't work oh, last Lord. year. Maybe it'll work this year. <laughs> I had to say that. Anyway, guys, yeah. have a great, great uh, Sunday and the rest of the week. All right, thanks a lot, Take Warren. Uh, thanks for jumping in tonight, uh, Kelly. If you had to, we talked about uh, Cam York around Christmas, maybe the. Uh, maybe the uh, Disney on ice trip. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's up sooner than that? It, it would seem crazy to me if he's not Um, just because like you said, you can see them not making any changes when they're winning, but now we're on a three game losing streak. I can very easily see it ending up at five or six, just looking at the schedule ahead. Um, So it would, it would be nice to see them do that just to a shake things up a little bit and B you know, bring more talent onto the team. Cause whatever you want to say about Cam York, he's better than Nick Sealer. So yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's not a hard choice there, but it, I'm wondering if like John Tortorella, like, does he really have like a hard on for this kid? Like what is the deal? Cause I kind of expected that he would be up by now. Just because I was thinking like, maybe after Thanksgiving, but yeah, I, I just think Tortorella wants more guys who play that stupid physical style. And if he's going to do, he's just a guy that if he does everything I'm asking him to do, which is really, really little, but does those things, it's hard to take him out of the lineup. Yeah. But now at this point, if the season's going to get away from them in the next couple of weeks, then it's straight up evaluation time. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's clearly why McEwen is getting so much time. Like, I think he's really just rewarding the hard work nonsense because we've said it a thousand times. McEwen 
not great, but always trying <laughs> stuff. No, that's like if you're an if you're a real eye test guy, like stuff happens when McEwen's on the ice. You know, some of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it's just chaotic. But when he's out there, you're like, oh well, things are happening. And for a team where very little happens, it's like you know, I mean, how do you get away from that? When I saw him on the power play yesterday, I was like, yeah. Whoa, what are what are we doing here? <laughs> he's he's not working that hard, fam. Like, and that's you just you see, they're what zero for six today, zero for three yesterday. They just, I mean, they don't have ten guys who, but they don't have five guys who belong on an NHL power play. Like, it's just they're in this bind because of their talent level. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, and uh, I don't know with Cam Atkinson like pretty much living in Columbus and. Couturier obviously out for probably the entire, like, it's just not going to get better. So we have to just settle into this reality. It's rough. Uh, uh, you know, I wanted them to lose and it's good for them to lose. And if they lose every game for the rest of the season, they'll end up with the draft pick that they need. But uh, settling into the idea of this is going to be another garbage season is really difficult right now. If they lose them like today, it won't be that pain. Well, no, it will be, but it it won't be as painful as last season, only because at least they're playing well. They're, I mean, they're playing well for what they are. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, this is what they are. And if they do well up to that standard, like, I can't really be mad at it. They just are a shitty hockey team. And that's Chuck Fletcher's fault. Exactly. And that's exactly... Uh... If they, I wanted them to be bad, and I wanted to be them to lose because they don't have talent, and really just show what Chuck Fletcher has put together to this point. And if that is what's going to happen now, all right, cool. Uh, Chuck Fletcher won't be; he, they can't possibly keep him around to rebuild this thing after uh, you know what has unfolded over the last three years of his of his leadership. So if he's no longer the GM, and that's the biggest takeaway from the season, and they get the draft pick they need. I can live with that. I just hate the idea of having to watch it for the next four, five, six months. Yeah, I will say I, I do worry that they're not doing nearly bad enough for Chuck Fletcher's job to be in jeopardy, which is a real bummer because that's really what we need here. Like we need him to not be the guy making the moves at the deadline this year because that's the like, if, if he's the GM, even if they win the lottery and get Connor Bedard, which awesome way to go, that'll cover up a lot of problems, especially if Carter Hart's good. Do you want to entrust Chuck Fletcher with building around this? No, I really don't. <laughs> and it would and it would be absolutely insane to me if if the people above Chuck Fletcher's pay grade entrust him with that. Like they can't. They look can't. At Thing. They really just can't, but they can't they look can't. at what has unfolded since he got here and been like, oh yeah, he's made tons of great decisions. He has not. No, not not very many at all, really. A lot of ones that seemed like they might be good at the start that I mean, every single one of them went bad, really. Yeah, and like even like Kevin Hayes maybe overpaid a little, but it's a fine signing. It's like what does he's a he's a he's a second line center at best like the things he's gone all in on like I'll, I'll always go back to that first trade deadline where they're at where they're going for it and he brings in Nate Thompson and Derek Grant like that's what he added to this team I know they're cap strapped and everything but again it gets back to his complete lack of creativity 
that's the thing he's done. Like between Braun and Nate Thompson, what the fuck else has he done? Uh, well, to be fair, he did Justin Braun a lot of times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. And Justin Braun is at times our best defenseman. So maybe Chuck Fletcher is a genius. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Hinkle, do you have anything else you want to get out there? Because it's, uh, it's a Sunday afternoon. I don't plan on doing this much longer. We don't have a ton of uh, – we don't have any other speaker requests. So if, if you don't have anything else, I think I'm going to wrap it. Yeah, wrap it up. But just everyone listening, if you haven't realized it yet, this week is going to be our 300th Broad Street Hockey Radio episode. So stay tuned for lots of fun stuff around that. All right, yes. Stay tuned for this week as we're going to pump out some uh, maybe some archive stuff. And then on Wednesday, I believe on Wednesday, we'll be recording episode number 300 of me and Steph and Charlie and Kelly as a team. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Maybe we're going to do a live episode that night on top of the regular episode. Who knows? Uh, details to come, but that's kind of the plan right now. All right. Thank you everybody for hanging out. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, search broad street hockey, wherever there are podcasts and boom content like that 300th episode of the flagship show, BSH radio that's coming up this week. And these post games, Kelly's checking out the competition, fly purbly and so much more. Just search broad street hockey. And hit the follow button. All right, that's it for me. That's it for Kelly Hinkle. Thanks for joining me tonight, Kelly. Uh, Have a great week, everybody.